Listener Production. Our dirty little secret of two tasty Pop-Tarts of joy that nobody talks about. Shh. If too many people listen, they may have to become grown-ups. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Have a look at the news and just get angry, Alex Tyson. Do I ever? <laughs> I mean, look, there's actually a lot of angry thing, things to get angry about, um, you know. The state of the world, terrible. Um, generally, people and politicians, awful. But, um, and not you, you know, present company excluded. But, um, <laughs> no, I saw, I saw that, uh, you know, the Bachelor star, Sam Wood, he sold his business. Do you see this headline? He sold his um, online diet and fitness program to a uh, DNA testing company. Guess how much? Oh. Guess. 20 mil? $71 million. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What we, I mean, how uh, what are we we got to come up with something, man? Like this is it's this is getting silly. This is getting if I, whoa, whoa, whoa. ridiculous. We have an announcement very soon. Okay, about an idea. All right, that actually could mm. take off. This could be our seventy-one million dollar idea. <laughs> we're going to we're going to tell you all about it tomorrow. But in today's show, we are talking about things that are blowing up. One of which is a question on TikTok from a very familiar voice who you might know if you uh, do follow the Triple J Breakfast teams over the years. And also blowing up, we're talking your mind because Matt O'Kine has been searching the world for some of the best facts out there. And you'll be hearing a bit more of that in a moment. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I went approximately 20 years without going to the hairdresser. What? I remember I got a haircut when I was about uh, eight or nine. Yeah. Um, I remember it in Tawong because previously my dad just used to cut my hair on a little cane chair in the backyard with some newspaper stuffed into my collar. <laughs> and then one day I got a proper haircut from a hairdresser in Tuong Village. And then after that, just went back to dad's. <laughs> then after that, just cut my own hair for many, many years. Just looked in the mirror with some scissors. Right. Okay. So you didn't let your hair grow for 20 no. years. <laughs> and then. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't get a, a salon haircut for I 20 said I years. Haven't, didn't go to the hairdresser for 20 years. I didn't say I didn't go without a haircut right, for 20 oh, years. Okay. okay, sorry. I was just picturing Matt with the biggest fro of all time. <laughs> that would have been amazing, man. <laughs> and so then when I was 27 or 28, recording the DVD for my first stand-up um, show, Being Black and Chicken and Shit, I thought, I'm going to treat myself. So I went to the hairdresser, got myself a cut. And uh, it was a new experience for me. I mean, having someone wash my hair, dry my hair, comb through all the knots and then giving it the cut, I was like, I get used to it. But what I didn't realise is how much I'd get to know my hairdresser, Boo. Oh. What her daughter's up to, know, uh, you know, what the plans of moving countries, what they, you know, when she's going to visit, etc. I didn't know that this is the relationship that we would have, Daiso. There's something about the snipping of the scissors and the buzzing of the clippers that is conducive for conversation. Mm. And I think a lot of people would get into hairdressing less for the styles and more for the bants. <laughs> the quality bants. Well, some people, Alex Dyson, but there are other people and there's an emerging trend here that's happening, not just here in Australia, but in fact all around the world. People are asking for the silent 
treatment. Now, a story popped up on the project recently and in some, uh, you know, media articles, in which case it uh, talks about a hairdresser in Surrey Hills requesting or offering a no-talk haircut for their clients. Their hairdresser's name Mm. is Ash Borton. And Ash is one of many hairdressers, just like another uh, hairdresser in uh, New Bedford over in the United States. I saw them offering silent treatments earlier on in the year as well. People are getting, they're getting sick of the chit-chat. They just want (laughs) to snip that. (laughs) Yeah, I have seen like signs on the back headrests of Ubers. It's like you can book and request not to have to talk to the driver kind of thing. So it's starting to expand. I'd love that. All I want to do is listen to music. I don't want to talk to the driver. It's got nothing to do. It's There's nothing. Yeah, you say that, you end up yelling at every taxi driver. You end up getting in a <laughs> That's car. That's because they keep ripping me off. The problem is I catch taxis because I don't want to have to do small talk with the Ubers and then the taxi people rip yeah. me off and then I end up arguing with them. So it's even more talk. No small talk, just big talk from, uh, <laughs> from Matt in that instance. But, yeah, is it sort of happening with... All professions now, but are we just going to be become a silent society? Like, would you go to the masseuse? That's a weird one when you sort of are talking during a massage or something like that. Just groaning through them knots. Oh, yeah, anyways, <laughs> thinking of skipping work on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think you sort of need silence on both ends for that one probably. The gym, I mean, there's a lot of chit-chat that happens at the gym as well. You could just walk in like you know, um, spot me, don't chat to me or something like that. I can't think of what it would be. Um, But look, the hairdresser has suggested thinking about how you'll occupy your time if you want Mm. the silent treatment. So they've said, Ash has said, Mm. look, you could be here for hours, okay? So think about it. If you have something to do so that it doesn't be awkward, um, then Mm -hmm. do that. Because the, the other thing is, the other awkward thing is, Someone just cutting your hair and you're just staring at them in the mirror, just looking. <laughs> yeah. If you're covering your ears, should you put the eye mask on as well? Like the sleeping eye mask could potentially decrease the awkwardness. I did I did have a friend, I think, who went to get a Brazilian wax and the, the person waxing the sensitive areas, I think, used to be an old friend, like growing up at school together and that sort oh. of thing. So it is a bit of a catch-up whilst... Ripping out the old short and curlies. Well, that actually, do you know what? This happened to me. I wasn't getting a wax. I was getting an ultrasound. Oh, yeah. I had a sore groin. (laughs) This is about 10 years ago now. I know I talked to you about a sore groin recently, but I I had another one earlier. 10 years ago, I remember, and and then the ultrasound, this was going over some very private parts of mine. Mm Mm-hmm. With, like, the gel and everything. Yeah, and then seeing about talking about yeah. how she'd seen me at the comedy store and how I was an actor. <laughs> she's gone over there, like, I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, my daughter's in this movie as well and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, am I dying? Like, can you just check? Can, can we talk about what's going on on the screen here? Oh, wow. But to be fair, it did make me feel a lot more relaxed, which I'm guessing is the uh, is the intent of it. Of course, and you weren't offended by the term small talk when it came to that <laughs> area of the body either. Okay. <laughs> all right, this is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's always a 
treat to chat to someone who is a fellow Triple J Breakfast alumni. You may have listened to them on the radio as one half of Sally and Erica on Triple J Breakfasts throughout the year of 2020, probably one of the toughest years that you could possibly do breakfast radio, a pandemic breaking out across the world. Ripe for comedy. <laughs> absolutely no one leaving their home. It was tough stuff, but um, she managed to absolutely conquer it incredibly. So please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It is Erica Mallet. How are you, Erica? Good morning, boy. I love to be introduced with a bit of doom, a reminder of people's trauma. I do, oh. I do love I do love that. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing is it's all over now and we don't have to worry about it ever again. So that's lovely, Erica. It's good to hear. I hadn't heard that it was over, but, that you know, that's why I listen to the Matt and Alex podcast because I get the news here first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pass it on to uh, the rest of the world. We've said it. Uh, burn your face masks now, Erica. I'm jealous. I'm actually, I'm just, I'm just going to straight yeah. up say I'm jealous. Something else has been spreading exponentially, <laughs> Erica. Because you Good one, Alex. blew up on TikTok. This is insane. Yeah, I went proper viral. It's like, call my mum. That's the kind of level we're at. How and many views have you got on this uh, one video so far? This morning it was 22 million, I think. Whoa! <laughs> Yeah. That's insane. And so we're talking about a question. Yes. That Erica asked in a TikTok video that has just set the internet ablaze with various different responses that split the world right down the middle. People don't know how to answer. And it's all summed up very, very well in this uh, short clip. So we're going to play the video right now, Erica. Mm -hmm. And now I want to hear the whole history of this question, where it it came to you um, and the responses that you've had. So this is the TikTok video that Erica posted. You don't truly know someone until you've asked them this question. You could have known them for 10, 15 years. You feel like you know them inside out. But the answer to this question will change everything you think you knew about them. Here's the question. If I say we have a meeting at midday, and then I say, can we move it forward two hours? What time is that? (sighs) I I, I almost gasped literally in real life when I watched it. I was like, "Uh, oh. Um, So... Erica, where, like, let's talk about the question first. When did this first dawn on you? Okay, well, this question, actually, someone asked me before. I can't even remember when it was. It was years ago. And I think about it every time anyone moves a meeting. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, if it could have been someone texted in on the Triple J text line just one time and I, it right. just stuck with me. Um, and it's, mm. you know, a seemingly simple question. And I think the great thing about it is that people who you know, they answer it so confidently their way and they can't see how anyone else would see it another way. (laughs) Well, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, it's just an obvious question. I'm not sure why it's so controversial. (laughs) Well, I need to know. Like, there's two answers, right? Well, there is. And, I mean, um, I know which way I think it is um, and I'm almost scared to say it because I don't want people to judge me for the... (laughs) For being right, but obviously well, you move no, it forward. Surely it's to- obvious. So it's what what time is the meeting now at if it's moved from mid- midday? You're moving it move forward, forward two hours. It's at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. You're at 10 a.m. Definitely 10 a.m. I'm a 10 a.m. Of course. I yeah. don't know who else would think it was otherwise. I mean, it takes a little while to figure it out, but yes, it's definitely 10 a.m. It's honestly a relief because I'm also a 10 a.m. and I <laughs> was going to probably hang up if I had found out you were going to 2 p.m. <laughs> so when, when you looked at your phone after you posted it, all right, and you know, it can be scary when your phone starts buzzing off the hook. Were you blown away at like immediately or was it like a slow burn? Uh, it went pretty 
big pretty quick. You know, I had like, I posted it in the evening. So then I noticed that it was getting some traction. Then I went to bed and I woke up and it was on like you know, 7 million, 8 million views overnight. Whoa. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Were there any comments that stood out to you? Oh, yeah. People say things like, this is ridiculous bullshit. You know, they're so mad about the question. <laughs> but I think it's because it challenges them. That's why I, I just look at those. I'm like, you feel challenged by this question and you don't like that. <laughs> I want to understand how on earth someone, when someone hears that there's a meeting that wants to be moved forward, they say, oh, cool, it's two hours later. All right. So the, obviously there's 10 a.m. people, there's 2 p.m. people. It actually depends on how you view time. And so 2 p.m. people have something called an ego-moving perspective. This means that, okay, stay with me, they see themselves as moving towards time and time is still. So imagine that, like, time is just still, doesn't move, and they are moving forward towards time. Right. Is this something you learned because of this question? Like, did you have to Google this stuff? <laughs> I kind of, like, I knew this because I'd, I'd thought about it and Googled it before, but I've refreshed <laughs> myself on it, yes. I'm this not. This incredible. <laughs> okay. And so they believe that time is still and they're the ones that are moving through time, therefore two hours forward would be the 2 p.m. Yeah, so everything is going forward. And it does make sense because the future is forward. Yeah. The 10 a.m. people on the other side, they have something called the um, time-moving perspective. So they see time as moving towards them and they are still and it's like it's moving towards them. Yeah. I mean, that's how I saw it. Forward towards, yeah. Have you learned anything? You know, you said that you Googled all of these, you know, time movement theories previously, but have you learned anything since um, this particular post and from the response? I think it's a cultural thing. I have a theory because I've been kind of monitoring people's comments from around the world and I can see where people are commenting from. Like a lot of people commenting are from the UK and a lot of them say 2pm, but everyone I've asked in Australia has said um, 10am. So I don't know why, but I think there's actually like a cultural difference here. Well, look, we can catch uh, more of your your videos uh, at Erica underscore Mallet on TikTok. That's uh, double L, double T, yes. Yeah, double L, double how, T. How many followers do you have now? Because usually a one like that, you get a bunch more followers, Erica. What are you up to now? Oh, yeah, the stock's, the stock's rising. It's, it's <laughs> going up. I think we're like 20, 25K, something Whoa. like that. Are you worried about the, the difficult second album? Have you got a, um, <laughs> what's, what's your, yeah, your follow-up you question? No, look, we tried. We, uh, we genuinely... We were talking about all the questions before, so we're glad that you've given us another one to think about. <laughs> Thank you very much, Erica. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the next vid and uh, good luck on solving this worldwide mystery. All right. Thanks, guys. Oops. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Yes, it's that time again where we get Matt O'Kine to blow our minds. Mind blown. Yo, are you ready, brah? Because, you know, we usually talk about minds getting blown, um, but this week we're talking about uh, blow. (laughs) Okay. Street slang for an illegal drug, and that is because this fact revolves around... Pablo Escobar. Ah, the big boy. uh, The Medellin cartel leader from Colombia. Now, I didn't ever watch the TV show, so I don't really know whether this fact is well known or not, but I was shocked to hear it, Alex Dyson. And it was uh, thanks to a tip-off from listener Jeff Gall. 
who slid into the old DMs um, at matt.n.alex and said, Oyo, can check this out, bruv. And so I gave it a little click-see and <laughs> lo and behold, was actually blown away by some of the facts. All right. Do you know much about this character? I don't know a whole heap about Pablo. I haven't watched Narcos, but please enlighten us. Well, okay, so the first um, fact that popped up is that apparently Pablo Escobar and the cartel that he was leading were spending $1,000 per week on rubber bands <laughs> just to wrap the cash that they were making. What? That's more than a share house rent. I mean... When I was growing up, you just went to the postie and said, oh, give us a few rubber bands. I, I reckon you should have gone to the supermarket and bought a whole heap of broccolini, <laughs> though, because you get two rubber bands per, you know, bunch, purple ones, and then you wrap your bloody cash in that one. Plus, you got a nutritious food to eat to sustain your international drug smuggling campaign. <laughs> but then, okay, then I heard even further to this that, um, when Pablo Escobar finally surrendered himself to the authorities, the government, the Colombian government, in 1991, after being on the run for somewhat 20 years or so, he got tired of it, decided, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give myself up, right? Under a 1991 agreement with the government, and this is a, quoting directly from Wikipedia, in which Escobar would surrender to authorities and serve a maximum term of five full years in jail, which doesn't sound like much, and the and the Colombian government would not extradite him to the United States, okay? Because he was obviously in a lot of trouble for uh, allegedly. Well, I don't know if it's alleged or not. Right. I just don't want to get. I just don't want to get hit. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, supplying drugs to the United States. Now, yeah, I don't. I don't think you could defame Pablo Escobar, man. I, I think the. <laughs> I that don't know. Horse I don't know. I got a family, man. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to feel the wrath of some dude who might have a grudge against some podcast host. Like, okay, so I don't know. i got nothing to do with this. I'm just quoting what I'm reading here. Anyways, Escobar then built his own prison to be surrendered into. Okay, so the finished prison, which was often called Hotel Escobar. All right. <laughs> or La Catedrale. Um, or the cathedral, I guess. It featured a football pitch, a giant dollhouse, a bar, a jacuzzi, and a waterfall. Uh, he also had a telescope installed that allowed him to look down onto the city of Medellin to his daughter's residence while talking on the phone with her. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's the fact, which I found quite amazing. Oh, my God. Um, he went to jail for five years after all of the things that he did and he built his own jail and it had a soccer pitch. Did he get to choose his own guards as well? <laughs> yes, he did. He also gave him the right to choose his own guards and apparently it was believed he chose guards that were only loyal to him. More so, it was believed the prison was designed to keep Escobar's enemies out and not anything to do with keeping him in. <laughs> that so- is incredible. Okay. Look, that is fair. I'll give that a mind blown. When you're ever anyone's able to build their own prison to house themselves, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pay that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a mind blown in my books. But we also like hearing listeners' mind blowns. This week, it comes from Lockie. Hey guys, got a mind blown for you. When Pirates of the Caribbean opened at the original Disneyland in Anaheim in 1967. All the original skeletons were actual human bones. Spooky. No. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess some people donate their 
their body to science. Others donate them to Walt Disney. That's that's surely not right. You would not just have rotting skeletons there, just varnish <laughs> with the old deck yeah. oil. Yeah, there's a few vultures to pick the bones clean and then the deck oil and you should be good to go. Do you reckon Walt was in there? I mean, I know that the, the rumours is that he's got the body in, in the cryogenic. Has anyone, how, can we confirm, has anyone cryogenically frozen? Yeah, there's documentaries out there. There are. I think they're in actual things. I don't know if there's like a person frozen in ice, like a Neanderthal that'll somehow be thawed, but some people are attempting it. Waking up in the future would be a bit weird. I mean, where? I don't know, Antarctica or something. I <laughs> hope they pay their power bill when they when they wake up. Can't imagine it's cheap. Can't be bloody more than an Airbnb down the coast at Easter time. So probably be cheaper to get bloody cryogenically frozen. For the freezer, yeah. Anyway, that's mind blown for another week. Uh, thank you very much, Matt O'Kind. Thank you. If you'd like to send us a mind blown, matt.and.alex, get us your voice memo out and uh, we will catch you for more learning next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We will be back again tomorrow, so stay tuned. Until then, keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex. Listener.